0: Welcome to Good to Know Shreveport-Bosier, a podcast showcasing the good things happening in our community. All right, that was well done, well done,
1: my <laughs> Thank friend. Thank you. <laughs> well I done, my friend. I always wanted to be an opener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll take over from here. My name's Jeff Firefour. Over here to my right, this is my co-host, Paul Reeser, a local businessman, member of the Committee of 100. Every podcast, we focus on topics and initiatives that have a positive impact on our community. We have new episodes every other Wednesday and you can find good to know wherever you listen to your podcast and you've already met our special guest for today Sheriff Steve Prater studio announcer Par Excellence. Thanks for being here. Right, I'm I'm auditioning for a new gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you might be in uh, in the marketplace for something. Right. Yeah. Take
2: it away, my friend. Well, uh, as per usual. Yeah. Now, usually I do the introduction, and Jeff is always shocked at the the caliber of guests that we get on. So <laughs> I, I was going to say, you're not going to believe. Will you believe me when I say you won't believe who we have on today? Today, I believe you because <laughs> you can see him. But weren't you shocked?
1: <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, Louis. Uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for, 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 thanks thanks for the the jumping opener. in and well, definitely we have it. 40 for of you. these already. Is that how many we've had? There's it's about been 40 a bunch. of them, yesterday. And I, it's the first
0: time I've been invited, so that tells me my importance. <laughs> <laughs> we had to practice. We yeah. had to get up to speed. So,
2: speaking of being around a long time, uh, I mean, you've been in law enforcement for a very long time. You right. were the chief of police of uh, Shreveport Correct. for 10 years, all during the 90s. Right. Ran for sheriff and won on your very first time out, uh, right. Caddo Parish sheriff, by 80, 80%. You had 80% right. of the vote? And wow. you've been sheriff every since. That's 23 years if you're counting,
1: Jeff. Right. Uh, is that modern math? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you lost me but, there.
2: And I, and I hear you're not going to run next time. So I want to find out right. all about being a sheriff and why you're not running next time.
0: Well, I'll start from the why I'm not running next time. And I, I want to go out on top. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm on top. Uh, I think with the popularity and with the people like the logic that I bring to a conversation. They like the common sense and they like to, people want to hear that. They want to hear the truth.
1: You're a straight shooter. That's my take on it.
0: And and my job is different from other type jobs where you could maybe say, I want to start working part time (laughs) and then I want to, I might retire next year or something. Mine Mm. comes in four year slots. I didn't want to leave in the middle of a term. If I signed up now and got elected, that would basically put you five more years of of agreeing to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that had a lot to do with it. I've been doing this in law enforcement now about fifty-one years, and the, and that's a long that's a long career. Yes, you know, you hear people all the time. I heard about an FBI agent that retired after twenty years, a long twenty-year career. Yeah, really. Something, and I'm thinking, <laughs> good gracious, you just you're still a rookie. And, uh, and, and so I decided at that point I wasn't going to run. And, and so that's, uh, that's what made my decision. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've been doing this broadcasting thing... Uh, cl- for pushing on fifty years now, right? Yeah, so I know what you're
0: talking about. And I don't want to stop. So if anybody's listening, and you got a good, good job for me that you might think I might <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> I'm willing to do that. we am to look at somebody. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if George
2: Servin
1: runs down yeah, here <laughs> because your yeah. introduction you there. I'd
0: love to be an investigative reporter because I know where the bodies are. There big.
1: you go, <laughs> man. I think we might <laughs> uh, have something there for you. Uh, talk to me about the difference between being a. A uh, police officer or police chief, and uh, and the sheriff. What what are the and being a sheriff? Is, uh, goes well beyond just being a law enforcement officer. Right? right. There's a lot more than that. When you when I was a, I went to work for the Shreveport
0: Police Department. I had gone to college. I had a vocational rehabilitation scholarship, which was an old type of scholarship mm-hmm. that they used to have because I'd broken the ball joints of my toes playing football at Northwood. And the corner there, the coroner was our team doctor, which should have been a clue. <laughs> but, yeah. but he uh, he injected with Novocaine before every game. Well, anyway, they didn't grow back, ride something, and and they, they I mean, no problem now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I got a scholarship and went to LSU. I played around at LSU on this scholarship. I didn't apply myself. LSU all, Baton Rouge. The in first Baton time. Rouge. Yes, I uh, played and played and played until finally... Had a little accident, uh, you know, which I won't talk a whole lot about. <laughs> that was a long time ago.
1: Come on. Had a little
0: accident. My father announced to me that I was coming home and and uh, that I was going to grow up before I go back to college, mm. and he said I got a job for you. that I'm going to get you on the Shreveport Police Department, and I. I immediately said, the throughput Police Department, and back then, that was like Smokey and the Bandit days yeah. and all, yeah. and all yeah. policemen were, were overweight and stupid, and, <laughs> and you know, in, in my, you know, not, in your that mind, wasn't yeah. true, but yeah. that's the yeah. perception from college boy to that, right. and I said, oh my gosh. And got <laughs> on the police department, I was scared to death of, I was as scared of my partner back then in the seventies as I was (laughs) the (laughs) the bad guys. guys. So I was kind of, but anyway, I fell in love with the job. It was perfect, what I wanted. You're helping people, you're outside, it's Mm -hmm. exciting. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love and decided I was gonna do everything just right, the way I was trained, the way I was raised. Okay, that's good. And so I kept a good reputation, good enough to where I was selected to be the police chief as a sergeant. Uh, Hazel Beard selected me out of 42 people in a, in a, I had applied, and I got promoted around all of my bosses, Mm -hmm. and under civil service, it's it's, a whole lot different than being the sheriff. Uh, Civil service, it was very difficult, and then me going over all my bosses, I had a few of them that resisted, and I made a lot of demotions. Let's
2: go back just one second, because social media, even though we think now, it's just, well, social media is a brand new thing, and, and rumors, and bullies, or whatever. It's interesting, though, because it, it's a rumor that what what you told me earlier that uh that you heard about Hazel Beard. Oh, that wasn't aunt. me. That wasn't me. Well, we saw it on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay, right. You yeah. read it. You yeah. did. And uh <laughs> and so we're like oh, is is that true because a lot of people say well, he he got in so quick cuz Hazel Beard was his
0: his aunt. Is that is that true? No, I didn't I, first time I met Hazel Beard was during the interview process after okay. I would already signed up to be the
1: to you know, take the test and and apply for
2: the so rumors test. aren't a brand new. So thing. listen, I yeah. uh,
1: we've established a couple things in your last line of questioning. <laughs> One, he's a straight shooter, and B, you would never be a good reporter because you have <laughs> that completely <laughs> twisted around. But we'll just go with it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the <laughs> bottom line is, you weren't related to Hazel Beard, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> well, okay.
2: In our research, I thought that we had discussed that, but oh, I, moved, okay. I must have been mistaken. Okay.
0: And I just fell into law enforcement, basically and realize that, you know, and, and I've got a strong faith, and I think that when you say you fell into something, I, I, you know, I give God a lot of credit for for falling me into that or, or right. pushing me into that or, or blessing me when I got there because I have truly been so fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, with the people that I surround, I didn't do anything, I just was able to surround myself yeah. with people that lifted me up.
1: Well, t- tell us about some of the main differences between being a police chief and being the sheriff. Police chief is is a very difficult job. Police chief,
0: you answer to the mayor and the CAO, okay? Uh That's very difficult. I'd much rather be like the sheriff and answer to 250,000 people. Okay, Because basically you stand in front of the city council, the city council asks you, or or the mayor, let's start over, the mayor asks you what you need for your budget for instance Mm -hmm. and so you submit something and they say oh you don't need this you don't. this is what you really need and and so you go through this process and then you get in front of the council and the council says is this really what you need and you're thinking no it isn't but my boss said this is what (laughs) i need so it's a very difficult Mm. you throw in the difficulties of there's a lot more politics in being the police
1: chief than there is in being a sheriff That's, that's interesting because being a sheriff, you're elected, and therefore that's a political position, and you're not elected as the police chief.
0: Right you but as the sheriff, you're autonomous. Um, one thing, one thing. When you're the police chief, it's kind of odd. When you're the police chief and you go to some churches, then you'll be invited to go and you'll speak from the floor, where a little podium is. Mm-hmm. Okay. As sheriff, I immediately was invited to come up to the top and speak from (laughs) the, I mean, I guess it goes back to the old days about the high sheriff or something, but the sheriff is, uh, even though the jobs are basically, there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot more you do as sheriff that's Mm -hmm. not law enforcement, Mm -hmm. but the jobs you got the same number of deputies as you do police officers. Uh, You've got the same problems that come up, the same uh, situation, but you don't have civil service as the sheriff, which you don't have any kind of union. Uh, you know, negotiations or anything like that is the sheriff. Mm-hmm. It's autonomous and you're the tax collector is the yeah. sheriff. You serve all the papers. We we do so much inside the city that people don't realize right. we, we served 50,000 papers in the city last year wow. at the sheriff's office. We hold all the felony prisoners which are from Shreveport Police Department. That's half the sheriff's office holds the prisoners huh. for them. Wow. Uh, we I mean, investigate crimes in the city. We work about 85 or 90% of the financial crimes that occur in Shreveport, Louisiana, the sheriff's office works. So there's we do all sorts, that's only the very mm-hmm. beginning of the list of things we mm-hmm. do for the- for And when you say the,
2: serve papers, you're talking about- Subpoenas, and yeah.
0: for instance, if the Shreveport police arrest a burglar on Looney Street, Okay, or Gilbert Street, wherever street you might be familiar with. Well, he
1: lives on Looney Street, but that's okay. a whole other thing.
0: You arrest the burglar there, the Freeport police take it to the to the jail, and they're immediately transferred over to the sheriff's jail. The sheriff then does everything to do with that prisoner, takes him to court, Uh, feeds, clothes, and does all that. The sheriff delivers all the subpoenas to all the people that are involved in that case, including the Shreveport Police. The sheriff protects the courtrooms where he has tried. Uh, The sheriff transports him back and forth to jail. So all these things are for a case that was made in the city, and all the city did, not city police, they arrested him and investigated it, certainly. Mm -hmm. But we did everything else. And so people don't realize that. They don't realize how closely we work with the Freeport
1: Police Department every day. Uh, So talk to me about, how long? Been in this 50 years, Mm -hmm. law enforcement? Mm -hmm. What are some of the memorable cases that you worked on or memorable moments? What types of things stick in your mind over Uh, the course of time? You got so many that I remember and so many I don't want to remember. (laughs) uh, Tell us the ones you don't want to remember.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I mean, when you, you can imagine, because uh, for, for 17 years, I worked homicides, and at the time I was in actually working homicides, we were having 60 and 70 homicides a year, just like now. So, yeah, so it would be say. nothing. It would be nothing to work 36 hours straight, go home, eat, take a shower, sleep, then come back and do it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, constantly. Uh, sex crimes. Uh, set up the first sex crimes unit at the time. It was whoever whoever happened to draw the case, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I went to my supervisor and said, this isn't fair, these ladies, they, you need somebody trained to do right. this. So we started mm-hmm. a sex crime scene. But I remember, <clears throat> all, I remember all those, I remember the, uh, the Highland rapes, uh, which was, a lot of people don't even remember those from mm. back in the day, but, uh, but we had, uh, had 13 rapes in the Highland area, mm, and I was fortunate enough to be the one to, to solve and catch that guy, along with the whole team of people. Uh, Danny Goodson's his name. He's still in jail, and uh, and and so there, I got so many memorable cases that I worked on, in so many things like uh, Safety Town, where we've had eighty thousand second graders go through there, mm-hmm. and it's a community project out on. I mean, it, it runs the whole gamut yeah. from making the Kettle Perry Sheriff's Office the best place possible, the uh, best uh, government agency anywhere around, most responsive, most transparent. Uh, from yeah. doing that to working homicide yeah. and rape cases you run the, you Yeah, you run the full game
1: talk to, you, talk to us a little bit about that safety town. I mean, you hear about it all the time and mm-hmm. that's a pretty neat thing for the, the it community. It is.
0: It's a very neat thing and it's something that we have no idea how many lives we've saved uh, because of second graders and older kids too, all the way up through high school, that we have programs out there for. Mm-hmm. But the second graders, they learn all about water safety and gun safety. That's a curriculum that's oh. very important. About how to call 911, about how to um, uh, about w- severe weather, what to do in the case of severe mm-hmm. weather. Uh, but like I say, it's a community resources yeah. out there. I mean, there's all these little houses and their cars and all yeah. sorts of things. They learn. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that, and, and uh, that's I know we've neat. saved I, lives I, I, I think it.
1: it's really neat. Um, yeah, so well, I'm gun, dom- well, dominating thinking, things here, do you have I a know,
0: question? <laughs> because
2: there's so many things, we're, we're, we're going over them so quickly, but we could dig deep into any one of these things. You just talk about second graders and gun safety, like what is that, why is that important? But that's incredibly impactful these days, especially.
0: Right, and we've started not only that, but we've started the first gun program. Uh that started years ago and other sheriff's offices are beginning to replicate that. We open the range up out there to the citizens. Uh and so where they got there and, and sight in their hunting rifles and things like that under supervision mm-hmm. if they need help and that way we don't get as many calls in the neighborhoods yeah. and you know, in the mm-hmm. rural areas about people hearing shots. We have the uh the survival courses for kids where they learn how to you know, a summer camp where they go out there and they shoot twenty twos and learn about that. And they learn how to how to carve and how to do things with knives and mm-hmm. how to tie knots and how to do all of that. So there's a lot that we do for kids besides just yeah. Sheriff Safety Town. We have these summer camps. The Boy Scout camp, that's always a good yeah. good way for these You guys camps. are involved with
1: that too, huh?
0: Yeah we host a Boy Scout camp every every summer. And we have mm-hmm. about eighty kids, and, that's and, great. That, and they spend the night. First, many of them yeah. never been in the woods before, and, yeah. and some of them mm-hmm. have never spent the night in a tent or outside away from their parents. And yeah, It's, it's cool. amazing. The yeah. uh, I
2: understand you're an Eagle Scout, so that maybe yes. something that's very personal to you.
0: It is. I'm a uh, Boy Scouts is, is close to my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it I think it established with me a, a lot of the value system, in, in, yeah. in addition to the skills. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going to Camp Odyssey and swimming the mile swim
1: and canoe and learning yeah. all that. Oh, I did that. I went to Camp Joy. That was in Illinois. Did you do that? It was joy until you got there, <laughs> and, then. <laughs> and then it was Camp Misery. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I mean, some of uh, some of my fondest memories are being with my grandpa out on his mm. farm in Arkansas, mm. shooting a twenty two. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't shoot at anything, uh, maybe a tree or something. But uh, yeah. I just loved doing that. That was cool. I think all kids need to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We
2: love we love the camping. Yeah. You're, so you're very popular um, as a sheriff and you've won, like I said, the very first time you won 80% of the vote and you continue to have landslide victory every time. And you were a lot of people wanting you to run again this time. I understand you already raised a lot of money and a lot of people right. were anticipating another landslide. So why do you think you were so popular? or Why have you been so popular?
0: Gosh, I don't I Cause, I mean because you s- you're a straight shooter, I saying I don't like it. but in response well, to your question popular, The success I mean, that I've enjoyed yes, is sir. the fact like last night at 6:30, I'm talking to somebody in New Orleans about a case of some puppies that were dropped off up here. Mm-hmm. and one of them had a bad cut ear and, and we're trying to investigate so at 6 30 at night i'm answering phone calls everybody in Kettle Parish had my cell phone and, <laughs> i've and, called
1: you many times and, and you answered it yeah.
0: and i always answer my phone i always return phone calls i treat everybody like i would want to be treated like i'd want my family treated mm-hmm. um around the sheriff's office I'll even call places at the sheriff's office myself to make sure they're answering with their name mm-hmm. and I have people call at one time I hired somebody for ten dollars an hour for for three hours to call people to the sheriff's office give them the name and see if they call you back uh, <laughs> because I'm insistent that that government should lead the way on showing up for mm-hmm. work on ice days <clears throat> I mean if you can mm-hmm. get to channel three or you can get to the circle <laughs> K and make and make coffee right. for the deputies, right. then, then by golly, the sheriff's office should show up at work. And so that's the kind of logic that I apply to so mm. many things. I think the government has too many holidays. I think we, uh, I think the government, when you go to work for government, you ought to realize that you're, you're offering yourself up. And so it's different. Me being the sheriff is a whole lot different than being the Cao or the president of a seventy million dollar company. Mm-hmm. That's what my budget is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot different because I work for all of you. Mm-hmm. My job isn't to make a profit. My job is to to do yeah. what I do, and mm-hmm. that's what I've always thought.
1: No one one of the jobs that you have as the sheriff is to run a jail. Right. And yeah. I, I know that's getting to be a tougher and tougher proposition. Talk about that.
0: Well. You know, I think it's no secret that that one thing that people can expect out of me is that I'm very passionate about law enforcement. I'm passionate about keeping people safe, mm-hmm. and I'm passionate about common sense and logical decisions, especially when it involves taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. You know, tough on crime, careful with your money. That's always been my saying, and and. Uh, And the jail, right now we have about 1,400 people in the jail as of today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and the jail was built for 1,070. So we're way over what we should have. Of those that are out there, we have over 1,000 that are awaiting trial. Awaiting trial. We have one that's out there almost five years awaiting trial. We have 80 that have over two years awaiting trial. 80 people. Uh, You can look on our app or our website and you can see for yourself, I've got a running clock on each one of the inmates to Mm. show how long they've been waiting for trial to come. Now that's wrong. It's costing the citizens of Caddo Parish a lot of money and it's bogging down the system. The courts are so Mm -hmm. slow to get somebody processed through. And I'm not being critical of any one individual or one other agency Mm -hmm. or anything. I'm just telling you the criminal justice system is ground to a halt. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of additional arrests. People think immediately, well, there's a lot more crime now, so we're arresting more so they can't get through the system. We're booking far less people at CCC every year than in the past, and we've got far more people awaiting trial. Hmm. So that common sense tells you, and the Department of Justice will tell you, that that's, that's the length of stay for pretrial inmates is yeah. far too long. Now we need to do something about the court system, whether it's more judges, more DAs, mm-hmm. more defense attorneys, uh, more space at the courthouse, something, yeah. but we're, we are we got to do something.
1: Yeah. And I, it's I affecting know you're, our I, safety. I know you're passionate about it, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up was the 2017. Uh, criminal justice, the criminal reinvention, justice, or whatever, whatever. It was Justice like reinvestment, a, rein, reinvestment, which yeah. we've
0: not received a penny, a penny from. Remember, it was going to we were going to save money by getting rid of these inmates. We've not received a penny, and we're a large jurisdiction mm-hmm. from justice reinvestment. But we have received violent criminals that have gotten out early because of justice mm-hmm. reinvestment that have reoffended. Mm-hmm. Justice reinvestment has made Louisiana and Caddo Parish a more dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I can say that again, but I know that you can. You know, I know you heard me. It yes, has sir. made us a more dangerous place, and it did not affect just nonviolent criminals. The act plainly says that it reduced the length of time that a violent criminals have to spend in jail. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. people that say it only affected nonviolent, I don't care who you are, you are you are lying. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not just you're you're. you're that's about well, the nicest word I can call you. Well, you spoke out about it at the time.
0: At the you time, spoke out
1: about it, and you're still speaking out against it. And you, right. were, who was right? You were right. And the governor
0: removed me from all state committees, and uh, yep. from the I was chairman of Post. Mm-hmm. and I was, had I was very, I was very proud of the fact that we had increased the number of hours of training for mm-hmm. that's required in the state of Louisiana, um, and I was proud of the fact we had done that. And the governor took me off of that, took me off the. Uh, uh, Commission on Law Enforcement, because hmm. uh, he's he hmm. didn't like me saying these things. I didn't say anything personal against him. I'm just saying that 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 was
2: well. And, yeah, wrong. and you you continue to say it's common sense. And when I listen to you, I mean, I don't have a lot of sense, but it seems like <laughs> common sense to me too. And I know one of your biggest platforms is if a if a criminal gets uh, rearrested or is found with a firearm, and they should never have one, right? Uh, they should really be in trouble. And that right. seems like common sense. So, what is the roadblock that keeps that from happening?
0: Well, there's there's too many too many times uh, they that that is convenient to yeah. offer a plea bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we'll take an attempted possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. How do you mm-hmm. attempt to possess a firearm? <laughs> you know. Uh, right. They'll take an attempt they'll drop that charge. They will drop the charge if you're arrested for cocaine and a gun. That's two separate charges. It's called an enhanced penalty. They'll drop the gun charge and charge you with the cocaine, let you plead, to, and you get a suspended sentence. I'm saying, and the major chiefs and the major sheriff's associations in the United States say the same thing. This didn't come from just me. If you treat every illegal possession of a firearm charge seriously, if you would take it seriously, then crime will go down. Violent crime will go down. That doesn't mean you put them in jail the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. That means you just know you don't barter with that. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, right now, that's what you barter with. Well, that's the very thing you shouldn't be bartering with the firearm charge. I mean, you get out of jail and you're a felon. I mean, one of the things that's not real hard, even, even somebody <laughs> like me can understand, it says do not, do not yeah. own or come in contact with a firearm. You can't mm-hmm. do that. When you immediately go out and get a firearm. Well, does that tell you that the person not going to follow the rules? It does me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And common sense says that's those people there go to jail, and you see, and justice reinvestment cut that penalty by half.
1: Hmm. Okay, look, I, obviously way. you... I think I'm we passionate. can solve sorry. the country's yeah, problem no, no, right here on good. good To Know. No, Jeff, this, you know. no, this is... Uh, I, I appreciate the it discussion. It is, a challenge. <laughs> I appreciate we'll you. We'll lighten it up. Passion. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, no that's no. fine. I'm, I'm, I appreciate your I'm passion and hearing about it. It's I, uh, very enlightening to yeah. me. Yeah. We got about three minutes left. Let's pivot back to, I guess, some of the more enjoyable moments and t- take us through your decision not to run again. Okay one of the
0: big decisions is I have a team of people that and I'll be the first to tell you uh, you know this isn't the Steve Prater show it's it's Steve Prater's picked people that help him show sure and and my team has decided to retire a lot of them I've been like Gary Parker mm-hmm. okay Joby Moore I mean they're mm-hmm. they're getting towards the end of when they can leave if they mm-hmm. want to Jay Long he's he, Cindy Chadwick uh, we all knew Cindy Chatterton, yeah. and then we got I've got some replacements, uh, you know, like Rod White's doing a good job, but mm-hmm. still I miss Cindy. And, uh, yeah. and and I miss my my confidants. I miss those and they're saying, Chef, we want you to run again and win again and all that and, and we'll stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> <saying>, No, no, <laughs> God, y'all either with me or not. And uh, right. and so I decided at that point and then I had I had one little deal with my heart which I'm in good shape and good health, and I go to the Y every other day, and so I mean, that's not a problem. But I had a blockage, an 80% blockage on one of my mm-hmm. arteries, mm-hmm. and I tell you that just to say, if you got a symptom, go to the doctor. And they fixed that with a stent, and, and you know, mm-hmm. I think eight hours later, I was doing another news conference <laughs> in Shreveport. I had driven back from Dallas after the stent. Wow. Uh, wow. And so it was no big deal, and I'm 100% mm-hmm. now. But uh, but that made me realize that at some point, the world is going to end for Steve Prater, or life here yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And so uh, I made that decision, but now I'm thinking, did it do the right thing? Mm. I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking. What am I going to do to fill my days up? Because mm-hmm. I'm too passionate about what I do or That's anything I do.
1: That's obvious from this discussion here. So yeah, I was just p- going to ask you: Are you sure you want
0: well, to?
2: <laughs> well, when I saw you walking in today, I'm like that. I mean, because I'd read on the Wikipedia page, you're 70. Is that correct? Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it when I saw you walking in. Just, just spry, you know, coming in. But, uh, but 70 years a very long career. Like I say, most a lot of people make it 20. Um, so you deserve it. You deserve a, a, a chance to, to retire, but I know you're not going to just quit uh, helping people with with law enforcement. So what are some things that do you have any idea what you might pivot to to continue to help out in the I'm, community?
0: I'm not sure. There's always the chance if the right person gets to be the governor that I might have an opportunity to do something on a state level, but I've not discussed that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know. I'm open for discussions. I might. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'm open to. Something i don't, i don't really you know I don't really want to punch a time clock yeah. right you know at this stage mm-hmm. I don't know how well that would work out <laughs> uh, you know or dra- drive a cab or something but <laughs> uh but i think i i, I believe that I mean, it's hard to find good honest hard working
1: yeah.
0: ethical people and I'm certainly one of those well yes, sir. I did
1: see you uh the other day with uh, Jeff Landry here in uh, yeah. here in Shreveport, and uh, he, he right now he looks like uh, he the front might. runner to become the next governor, and he's, he's his one of his main things is get tough on crime, right? Do something, do
0: get tough on crime, right? We've got to, we've got to, we've got to make some changes. I mean, sure we can look around and say everybody look at the other cities, they're just as bad. I don't want to be just as bad. Yeah. I put out an 11-point plan. That can get us started that way in that 11-point plan in 1921 2021, uh, and <laughs> it's been basically ignored by almost,
1: you know, by really? so many
2: people. Don't want to wow. go back to the common sense, but the points that I saw just seem just seem like common sense, but yeah. not so common anymore, I suppose.
1: All right. Well look, that's gonna about do it for us. Any last thanks thoughts for coming, you want thanks to share us? Can I close out the show? Yeah. yeah how well, I do just, I do it? just say uh, thanks for watching, good to know Shrew Fort Bosier and uh, we'll see you again next time. <laughs> see like you, that. see you next time I get invited back. We enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> thank Sheriff you. Sheriff Steve Frater, uh, heading down the last few months of uh, of his tenure there. Right. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you, enjoyed it. Yes, All sir. right, thank you guys. We'll be back again next week.